1: And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the
3: app and sell your car from your comfy place.
0: Tonight, we got them Goldie and the Salt.
3: The
1: flag.
3: And it starts right now. Oh, wow. Wow. Did you hear that, Disgusties? That is our new theme song. That is by JC's husband, Stu Brooks. Maybe you've heard him talked about on this podcast. Ad Nauseam. But uh, that is his new song. And I think it's fucking awesome. Uh, You know, usually... When somebody says, oh, my husband is doing this, or <laughs> my wife has an art show, it's, it's like death, and you don't want to go anywhere near it. But I listened to Stu's song. I was pumping my fist. I told yes. you, I sent, I sent you the comp, right? The comp song? The- Believer by Imagine oh, yes. Dragons. Yes. Like, it gives me that, like, That's- feel of a team should be rushing out onto the field. Yes. So it's, thank you for doing that. It's an awesome song. It is. Yes. This really
0: the audience he's hoping for, a guy who never leaves his chair and a bald fuck. Is that who he wants showing up at his shows and staring at him as he plays this I, I, generational I hope, anthem? Just I
3: hope he sounds the alarm.
0: <laughs> Just
3: I set my alarm
0: geriatric Jews. I'm Looking so for bathrooms and water
3: <laughs> as he sounds the alarm. <laughs> yes. But it's great. And I'll point out uh, so he wrote it, and Patrick Stump, the, yes. the singer, lead singer of Fallout Boy, Woo-hoo. is singing the song. And yes. he's got a great voice.
1: Yes, he does.
3: Love, love some Patrick Stump. Yes. Um, so yes. thank you, JC. And you cut that intro. Uh, over the last week, and I think it sounds fantastic, and that's what we're you. rolling with now. That's oh, what we're rolling. Nice. That's the energy we're rolling yeah. with here. <laughs> um, so we we have a great guest coming up later today. Maggie Mole, she's Woo-hoo. our good friend. We're incredibly excited to talk to her. We're we're staring at her in a Zoom window right now as she chews her fingernails in her way. <laughs> There she she is is laughing.
0: She (laughs) may or may not chime in depending. It's all up to her. It's up to her. She's (laughs) been been eating that finger pretty good, though. It's intro (laughs) and... She could, she can just mm. sit here leering and say nothing or she can chime the, in. Anything could happen. The finger
4: only comes out when I can think of something funny to say. <laughs> just
3: yeah. going watch oh, until then. <laughs> it's my
4: pacifier.
3: <laughs> I love it. You're, uh, doing a good job with those fingernails. Um, we're going to talk to her a little later, but Goldie, I know, uh, we had you had talked about last week uh, the Manti Te'o documentary on yeah. Netflix. It's called like uh, the girlfriend who never was or something like that. So I watched it on your recommendation, and uh, you were totally right. It was great. It was wow. engrossing. I, I, as Danny would say,
2: yeah, I got goosebumps just thinking about it. Yeah,
3: absolutely. <laughs> and and there was a moment, and I think you described it perfectly. It was sort of like. 90% what the fuck, and then 10% you're crying. Oh, oh I was weeping at the end, yeah. Yes. Oh, wow. But
0: also, like, it, it kind of makes you realize the best part of relationships is just, like, 8% of it. Like, in many ways, he was in the ideal relationship. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which was just, he could say he was in a relationship so he didn't have to, you know, when people asked, hey, you know, are you with someone? He didn't feel like a loser. Yeah. Dealt with her on his terms pretty much exclusively. She yeah. really liked him and then, um, you know, wouldn't show up. <laughs>
3: right, yeah right. <laughs> Wouldn't interrupt yeah. anything. He was sort of living the dream for a yeah. time. You, you're right. But I, I just felt like, and this is on me, and I feel like a lot of people felt this way. Like even when you mentioned it, the Manti Teo documentary, my mind instantly went like, oh, yeah, that gay guy. And, and I talked to a lot of oh. people who were like, oh, Manti Teo, yeah, he was gay, right? And not that, no, again, nobody cares about that now. Nobody, you know, theoretically cared about it then except the NFL who right. really cares about if you're gay or not. And right. it it wrecked his career because people like me and people in the NFL came away from that story with the perception that he was gay. And I, I just felt for him so badly because... The last thing you want to be is the guy out there saying like I'm not gay. Right. I wouldn't be gay for all the gold in the world. Like you you don't want <laughs> right, to be that guy. That, right. Yeah, you can't be like angry about sort of being uh, thought of as gay, but it wrecked his career. And you usually when you watch these documentaries it's like 20, 30 years later and the people giving testimonials have come to some kind of peace. Yeah. over the story and they they have moved on in some way. These people do not have peace in this documentary. Like, Manti Teo is still very much in this. Wow. And it was just really sad to see, like, as he spelled out the events as they happened, and he was completely believable and backed up by the other guy. Like, it I was don't clear. I follow
0: college football. So, as it was happening at the time, I love
3: college football. Well, yeah. my
0: college famously lost i think 59 games in a row and they only won maybe a year or two before i got there so no one really went to the games and then i went to one game it was very far away from the college i went to columbia university they have the notoriously the worst college football in the nation school of
3: broadcasting
0: no Um, okay and they they also have a funny band so like oh. the band is kind of a joke, and they they got in hot water a few years back because Giuliani went to a game and they formed a swastika on the field. Whoa! Um, yeah, so it's the ballsy. whole thing, which it's not as kind of like interesting as and funny as it sounds. So I then when I when I heard this story, I just thought, oh, he, he sounds kind of like a con man or something. I don't really understand what this is, but so I I came to it really like not knowing very much. Yeah, and. Uh, I felt yeah it was very sad it's it's like even at the height of people's fame they're so lo- like so many people are so lonely
5: yeah. yeah
0: you know they're they're so lonely and that people forget 'Cause they're they're like, Oh, he you know, he got catfished and his fake girlfriend and, and it's like his grandmother still died.
5: Right. <laughs> like, yeah, I know. like he was very
0: close with her. That's so and sad. it's like, yeah. oh well that was all fake and and it's like, Well, his grandmother died.
1: Like that's actually real. <laughs>
0: yeah, so I don't know, doesn't he deserve credit for that? So I I don't know. I I walked away with a lot of admiration for him. I thought it was Interesting. And then on the on the flip side. God, I'm I'm not gonna get the name of the, the
3: uh person who precipitated the hoax. The guy who pretended to be uh um, Kakua and his name was like Tuyasa Sopo, I think is his last name, but wow. I forget his first name.
0: Yeah, I mean just how sort of sad his life had been at that time was it was tragic and then there's this incredibly comic appearance of Dr. Phil in the documentary just when you're at at its most serious Dr. Phil shows up because I I guess at the time the person who perpetrated the hoax appeared on Dr. Phil and did the voice of Lenny Kakua that lured in Manti Teo but yeah I don't know aren't we all like pieces of shit for like just letting stuff like this happen where we get obsessed with it and like dig in yeah. and think it's so important in everyone's yeah. lives that it's like, it yeah, was so I crazy. got tricked, you know? Right. Yeah. It, it only doesn't happen to most people because no one's interested in you.
5: Right. You know, right.
0: if more people were interested, you would, you too could be tricked.
5: Right. But you're, <laughs> you're
0: not only due to complete indifference, so you're not better than this guy. Right. You're just less hot. <laughs> right. <laughs> and, you know, he's probably running a volume business out of that phone. Probably just People calling, DMing uh, a lot of people, and see if eh, anybody bites. I, he's not a—he's not like a great reader, maybe. You know, right.
3: hey, the the whole thing was just—it was all around very sad because there was like a heavy dose of religion, which always kind of makes me sad when like yeah. people are like incredibly religious, and then this weird shit happens that confuses their whole life. It, it's just well, it's, that, a, it's that, yeah, that, it's a
0: combination that combined with college football, which. Once you graduate college, just fucking leave. Like, stop going back and going like, oh, the teen, like, they're fucking teenagers. What are you doing? Like, get out. Don't go back and... And, like, Wait, be a booster back. and be like, we've got to put a lot of money. Like, Notre Dame. Oh. It's like, we got to put a lot of money in this. And whether they win is super important. Like, <laughs> why? Who, well, fucking, that's... Who, no one cares.
3: That's a tougher dragon to slay, I think, for the, the
0: Notre I, I Dame I think people fans. who, like, get really excited about college sports are, like, going back to high school parties. and <laughs> Just be an adult. It's just a dearth of adults. (laughs) Follow the NFL if you like football. (laughs) Go to your kids' teams. Like don't don't go back to your like. I just I I hate alumni events. I hate when they call me for. I hate the alumni magazine where it's like Stephen Krinsky, class of 91, wanted to tell us he's married to Brenda Calypso, class of 92, and they have a Columbia baby. Like, fuck you. I don't care. You got caught up on the shit you were doing when you were 19? That's so sad. That's lame. We're fucking 50.
3: Well, I agree with you on that 100%, but I disagree. on. I love college football. I find it to be... As are more exciting than the pros because there's just, it's not for money, it's just for glory. And And shouldn't you find high school
0: football even more exciting? Because there's
3: less. I would. I mean, shouldn't you
0: be at just pee wee games (laughs) where it's just all they want to do is have the ball? First joke of the day. First joke (laughs) of the day. Jesus Christ, I'm like struggling for that first joke.
3: (laughs) I I tried to do that and the parents turned me away. So I can't (laughs) go to the pee wee football games anymore. (laughs) Well, Uh, can we just talk about our dinner last night? Are you done talking? Yeah.
0: Let's talk about it. Let's talk about our dinner. Let's talk about our waiter. Yes. So we had dinner. Our waiter was in it.
1: Okay, let's go. I want to hear this.
0: I, listen, I don't go out anymore. I know how hard jobs are. Yeah, I, I'm a sympathetic guy. Yes, but I mean, <laughs> I had just—it's—it's—it's it's, it's been a long time since I saw someone so at sea at work. Yes. and then oh, this guy. everything he did made it worse. And it—it—it's like from the—I sat down because you guys were already sitting there. I—I I was a few moments late. He doesn't say like uh, hello to me or anything, doesn't ask if I want a drink or anything. Nope. Just stands there, doesn't give us menus. Yes. <laughs> doesn't do anything. And then when he came with stuff, it was the wrong stuff. And then there was a lot of w- weird phrasing of stuff. Like when you when they ordered a steak and he was like, temperature? Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, 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 I, yeah. I don't know, a 100- hundred Thirty-five degrees is what (laughs) the FDA would say, but I don't. I I personally don't have a exact temperature preference on my steak. And then he was he was trying to sell us New Zealand oysters, which are like everything is from New Zealand. Why are the oysters from? Why are they traveling across the globe? We have oysters. All along the West Coast. It's like, do you want an oyster from super far? And then part of it was that, you know, we don't have that many because so many sold last night. So it's like, do you want a two-day-old oyster from around the globe? No.
3: No, you no, remember? I don't. You remember exactly what he said? He said, because uh, we ordered 12, because Viner was there, and he's Mr. Oyster. So we ordered 12, yeah. and then the guy came out and he said— I'm sorry, we don't have twelve. You can have the last six. Yeah, that's what you want. The, the last six terrible phrase <laughs> with oysters. Yeah. yeah, like here. This is laying around. We've have looked this.
0: at all of them and gave all the better ones away to paying customers. And now and so anyway, you know, one of my theories about the time we're living in is that everyone is either has lost their mind, is losing their mind, or is slowly recovering their mind. Like yes. no one is right and so everyone i deal with from a, like a guy who was supposed to look at my house to hydrojet some drains he, he did this estimate and then i you know he's like it's going to be three thousand dollars which i was like to run some water <laughs>
5: uh,
0: and then i said you know send me the estimate D- nothing didn't send me the estimate all the teachers at the school are frigging weird now like the yeah. oh. One teacher is just looks like they're in a mania when you see them.
1: They're in a what? Uh, Sorry.
0: They look like they're in a like a mania. Oh (laughs) wow! Uh, You know, and no one's no one's right. And we're well, you gotta
3: you gotta circle back to this waiter because there were a few things you keep going. The scene was of the waiter that we were sitting uh, outside. Okay, and. There were only there was only one other table sitting outside, so this waiter yeah. clearly was assigned to outside. So he <laughs> right. only has yeah. two tables. The first time at, he's you, he's not the waiter they want people seeing in the no. restaurant. No, right? No. So outside. and be, before you <laughs> yeah. came, you missed it because we were outside and, and we're actually our our tables were in the street, but it's now like yeah. sectioned off. In
0: L.A., they just they did they now just throw tables. In the middle of the 10 freeway. And yeah. there are tables everywhere that you can sit at and, and
3: Yeah, so these tables are spilled out onto the thoroughfare, onto the boulevard. And, and this guy clearly was not yet comfortable with the fact that he had a curb that he had to <laughs> yeah. walk down each time because he almost ate it twice yeah. when he was coming out to our table. So then wow. you get there. Then we didn't get our menus for like 15 minutes to the point where we were asking each other like, or is this, do we, is there a QR code? Did we miss yeah. it? And oh, the he one com- thing you told he came us came with is, he said, We're out of the burger. Yeah. Uh, how?
0: <laughs> how is that possible? Yeah. Of everything, like I understand you're out of, you know, some Fish. seafood or something. Yeah. Like that just feels like laziness. <laughs> <laughs> We have four ice cubes left. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You can
3: fix that.
0: Did anyone prep at all? There's a Ralph's, like, not I know. at all. You
3: I would have picked tr- up some ground chuck on the way. If I- <laughs> you could hit that Ralph's with a wet nerf. Uh, yeah, so he was out of sorts. And then when he did come with the menus, he said... Can I get you uh, guys started with anything? And so because we're a table of four guys, like we knew exactly what we wanted. We, we got the starters out there. And he's like, and then he turned and aggressively yeah. was like, what would you like for your main? Like he hit us with it. The minute he handed us the menu, he was asking us for the mains. Yeah, he and wasn't coming back. We, <laughs> yeah, we, we all scrambled out of the pocket and, and got our mains. So it was, this guy was not having a good night, but we had fun And then they sent
0: different people who were great
3: yes they sent like like they
0: clearly sent people who are normally back of house right yeah and then they That's were great hilarious. and it's like they should be front of house right yep they not should...
3: this schmuck <laughs> um but i, I liked we'll... him you, like...
0: Wait a minute. you brought this
3: up i
0: just i mean i feel bad for him but i, I it's like you witness everywhere no one knows how to do anything anymore and we're all it's like we all would like to act like everything is normal but it's, it's hard not to be mad, but it also feels bad to be mad because you're like, yeah. I'm not having an easy time either. But, right. yeah. but like, can we really no longer sort of figure out what
3: four people want to eat and get it to them? <laughs> it, was, it seemed alarmingly hard for that gentleman. Um, but something that, that I Goldie here's something that w- w- might make you less mad, which is we had a great email that I think uh, you read, but you really enjoyed. So JC, will you read this yes. email?
1: Yes, absolutely. This is from Brett. We just got this. I think it was this morning. Um, the subject is Kokomo. This email Already
0: I was intrigued. <laughs> <laughs> and the
1: first sentence is also pretty intriguing for you. Um, this email is for Goldie. I've cracked your next TV project. All I'm asking for is a mention in the special thanks credits and maybe like two points of the back end that will somehow be considered worthless even when the show runs for seven years. Or maybe it airs... This
3: guy knows knows the business. (laughs) Yeah.
1: (laughs) Or maybe it airs nine of 13 produced episodes before getting canceled. Who's to say? So then he goes to this part. Kokomo. We follow our hero, a bald, struggling musician, as his transatlantic flight crashes in the Bermuda Triangle. He awakens yes. to the soothing sounds of the Beach Boys on, yep, you guessed it, the fictional Caribbean <laughs> island of Kokomo.
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Head suddenly full of hair, he encounters a thriving community.
3: That's why you liked it. Yeah.
1: <laughs> he encounters a thriving community of previously thought to be lost icons. Jimmy Hoffa, the passengers of Malaysia Airlines Flight 370. Back. <laughs> he has a will they, won't they with Amelia Earhart. Oh,
3: uh, they they won't. <laughs>
1: <laughs> they fucking love his music. But his disappearance has sparked a fervor of people looking for him, and he'll do everything in his power to stay lost. Love the show, guys. Go. uh thanks for not quitting, Brett.
3: I, that's it. first of all, Gold solid is, premise. it really is. Here's the one. Here's the thing we have to work on with that premise. It's like it seems like he's dead, and this is his heaven. But then it's like, why would he have to worry about people looking for him? Because he wouldn't well, have our, a will they guest, or won't they with, uh, our with Amelia Our guest who Erhard.
0: deals with the sort of paranormal. Yes, the supernatural no, like Maggie, way, way yeah, in here. what this would, could well, be under the mall banner. Put a, put,
3: this, put a band-aid on this story. How would you fix that time? Because you, you get what I'm saying about the time inconsistency. It's like, it seems like he died in the yes. plane crash. And he's in heaven and there's Amelia Earhart and there are all these other people but then it's like but he's got to stay away from the people looking for him but he wouldn't have to if he was dead
4: well there's got to be like a tv on the island right or something that connects him back to reality yes. so that he can he can watch the news as it's happening yes. wow that was yes. quick
0: what about like a flat <laughs> screen a coconut
3: quick face. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I think you've just you've just come up with something that will appeal to 18 percent of the world. <laughs> it's like that's Gilligan's great. Island. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> awesome.
0: Like, why take it so seriously?
1: Flat screen coconut. It's Kokomo. Show. It
0: is. Yeah. Okay.
3: So that's it, Brett. Thank you for that. I, for you that know, idea. if
0: anyone executives listening want to pursue this with me as the star, yes. executive yes. producer, <laughs> writer. Director, <laughs> I'll Everything. probably play Amelia Earhart too, <laughs> and then do those scenes against myself. Um, I'm trying to think of what else I can do. I'll, I'll design the flat screen coconut Ooh, and I'll patent yes. it, <laughs> yes. and then we'll take it on Shark Tank. So uh, there's, a,
3: there's a lot of opportunity.
5: Here. <laughs> toys. Don't toys. sharks. Uh,
3: this is a way to revolutionize what we watch on television. <laughs> Um, that is great. And Maggie, thank you for that quick fix. Yeah, that, was that was a good amazing. one. I think
4: Kokomo is a dangerously good idea. Yeah. I would not have shared that in an email. <laughs> I
3: know. Yeah. Brett. yeah. Brett, Brett, your 2% back end is looking like a foolish ass right now. Uh, hey, special thanks. Yes. Yeah, special, yes, yes, special really. thanks what to Brett. For. Last name unknown. Way to go, Brett.
1: <laughs> Delve into the shadows of the mind with sleeping dogs, a gripping murder mystery.
3: All right. Well, you know what? While we're joking about that, why not get in to Johnny Jokes?
0: From Hollywood, special Maggi guest edition
3: here oh boy this Her, is terrifying yeah uh, maggie I, is here we're gonna we're gonna give you a proper intro after johnny jokes but maggie has generously agreed uh to do a couple of johnny jokes tonight yes. for however was many she wants to do it was generous uh, if you've heard any of ours you'll understand that any words in a row suffice mm.
4: <laughs> I've heard more of yours than I've heard of Johnny Carson's, so right. it, it's gonna be what it's gonna be
3: good let's see what good teachers we yeah want.
4: all right let's put that uh this beta blocker to the test uh, okay okay I'm not gonna do the voice we're just gonna kind of that, intone it do whatever that's, you want
3: fine.
0: just yeah. we're, we're glad you're doing it okay. guest host Joan Rivers <laughs> there you go. Oh. that
4: would have been smart Damn it. I already lost okay uh Last week in San Antonio, a group of robbers stole over $60,000 worth of sex toys. When asked why they would steal so many double-sided dildos, the robbers said they were just trying to make ends meet.
0: Uh, <laughs> That's good. Oh, shit. That's wow. really good. That's, That's very, good. very good. Wow.
4: <laughs> okay, well, if the Excellent. rest suck, I'm fine with that. Yeah, no, <laughs> yeah. Should have yeah. Closed them. Yeah, we can
0: with that. We, we can cut them closed. and oh, act no. like there was only one. <laughs>
4: yeah. I closed with the worst one, so maybe I'll do that oh, one good. next. Okay. 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 Uh, Gary Busey is in the news. Oh, wow. Yeah. The yeah. haggard 78-year-old man was accused of inappropriate groping at a Monster Mania convention. Either that or one of the animatronic corpses shorted out. Uh, See, that's good. the dud. So that was very bad one. It's still,
3: it's still good. I'm glad you found that headline because I saw that headline, and there was a thing you actually left off, which made the headline even worse. It was at a Monster Mania convention in New in Jersey. New Jersey. <laughs> yeah. It's like there's so much bad happening there. There was a yes. double-sided Busey. <laughs>
4: Oh, man. Yeah. Okay. Last one. Yes. Um, These are great. The CDC has linked a recent outbreak of E. coli to the salads at Wendy's it's reported that 37 people have fallen ill with excruciating diarrhea and stomach cramping, making it difficult to say whether they have the E. coli or just ate a salad at Wendy's.
3: <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly. a good Carson joke. Yeah. It's excellent oh, Very well wow. awesome. we, we love you for participating. Yes,
4: and she never awesome. wrote thank a joke you. again.
3: <laughs> Those are great. All right, and here's how you do them poorly. Here we go. Uh, A new study, maybe you saw this, uh, a new study reveals that dogs' eyes well up with tears when they are reunited with their owner. Yeah. Uh, It should be noted, however, that the study was conducted at the home of Michael Vick. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, jeez. The dogs were not crying for a good reason. (laughs) Uh, Dear Lord. (laughs) All right, here's, here's, here's a softer ball. Uh, an Air Ethiopia flight missed its landing last week because the pilots were asleep. Uh, when speaking to reporters, the pilots said, it's not our fault the in-flight movie was Dune.
5: <laughs>
3: <laughs> not an exciting movie. Uh, here we go. Uh, from uh, around the U.S., the state of Oklahoma... Announced that they will be executing 25 death row inmates over the next two years. Yeah. And uh, while that number seems high, it should be noted that with every 10 electrocutions, the governor gets a free meal at Sizzler. <laughs> <laughs> Sizzler. Down there in Oklahoma. And finally... A sleeping man cut off his own testicles after dreaming that he was cutting meat for dinner. This is (laughs) true. Yeah. Uh, And when reached for comment, his distraught children said, Go back to sleep, Dad. We wanted hot dogs.
5: Oh,
1: gross. (laughs)
3: They wanted him to cut his dick off, uh, not just the testicles.
0: I, uh, oh
1: I was
3: God. so certain that was it would be a great closer. Dear uh, God,
0: another miscalculation.
5: No.
0: I was so sure cutting his dick off was be a great closer. Like All right, testicles, testicles. Let's let's get let's just keep going. Ben Affleck and J Lo got married this weekend. Boy, Hollywood has really run out of original ideas. Uh, but fans will be happy to know that Marvel has plans for 15 more weddings in the Verse. Oh <laughs> Activity in downtown San Francisco is down 70% and officials blame drugs. Yeah, apparently 70% of people are now doing heroin at home. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Technical difficulties. Please stand by.
0: <clears throat> all right, here we go. Okay.
5: <laughs>
0: Haley Davidson is set to become the first transgender woman to qualify for the LPGA Tour. All right. Yeah. Uh, competitors say her altered gender gives Haley an unfair advantage over all the other LPGA golfers who were born white. <laughs> <laughs> and finally, I got a norm. Ah, oh, nice! Here's a Norm McDonald special. Actor Andrew Garfield says he didn't have sex for six months to prepare for playing a priest. For playing a priest, why didn't he spend six months having sex with boys?
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh,
3: <laughs> uh, yeah. The beat goes on. (laughs) Uh, I love how I was made to feel bad about my testicles joke when you had a boy fucking
5: joke.
1: (laughs) We didn't make you feel bad, (laughs) did we?
3: No, just Goldie. I'm just I'm I'm watching him like a cotch. (laughs) Goldie, explain (laughs) that there was
0: the year we did the Oscars. I believe it. It wasn't the Academy president was a man named Howard Hawk. Koch. (laughs)
5: Okay.
0: And he told us to call him Hawk. Okay. Koch. And he was walking, we were working in his offices (laughs) and there was a lot of paranoia about the Types of jokes we were writing for Seth MacFarlane. That were we gonna get go too far? So we just kept saying, "He's watching us like Boy. a coch."
3: <laughs> <laughs> and by we, it's you. You said that, and we were laughing for a very long time. It's really funny. <laughs> I love that. Hawk is watching us like a Koch. <laughs> Uh Let's get this. Let's get a proper intro here Please. because we are we are excited to talk to this guest because. She's awesome, and she's our good friend. So today with us is Miss Maggie Mall, and Maggie has started on dads. Lucky her. Overcame. Dad, overcame Dad <laughs> somehow made it through the rain to get to Family Guy and then became a fantastic writer there Yay. and has now left us because she recently created her own show, which coincidentally happens to be called Maggie. Yes. And it's a coincidence? On. It is a it
5: coincidence. It is a coincidence. Oh. And so we'll get into
3: that. But oh. it's, it's on Hulu. It's doing great. People love it. It's getting awesome reviews. And we have some cool stuff to talk about that. So- Maggie Moll, thank you so much for being here with us
4: Yay, tonight. Welcome! Guys, I'm so happy to be here. I've been waiting. <laughs>
3: yeah, well, we you've been waiting tonight too. It's been taking us a while. Well, <laughs> oh, that's to... what I meant. Was uh, I not clear? <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're we're very excited uh, that you're here, and Maggie, I think because we have a good mix of of people in the business and people not in the business who listen to this podcast and. I think your story is going to be interesting to all of them and um, potentially helpful to young people who who want to be writers. So let me just. I don't really care about that anymore, I decided. (laughs) What about what being
0: helpful to young story. people like they're young. No, I care about your story very much. I don't care about helping young people like they'll be fine. They're young.
5: Yeah, they're young. I, I
0: care about helping
3: 45 and older.
1: Okay. All right. I like I that.
3: Don't, I don't know. There, There are people that we knew who were young and now they're our age and think about how they're doing. So maybe they could have used this helping hand. Um, I feel
4: like people are going to hate my story. I have the worst story. Your story
3: is no, no, no. I'll tell you why your story (laughs) is great. I'm, I'm gonna tell Donald
0: Trump Jr. has the worst. (laughs) Yeah,
3: exactly. How dare you, you, Maggie? To and you're only that to a lesser degree. Yes. Um, So, Maggie, I'm sure part of what you're referring to in your bad story is that you happen to be the daughter of somebody who's famous, who's Martin Mull, great comedic actor, Fernwood Tonight, Mr. Mom, Mm. you name it, dads, (laughs) everything. And he's hilarious. He was a pleasure to work with. But so I'm sure part of you means like oh my story's not inspirational because i'm the child of somebody famous who made it so wow the hollywood beat goes on right
4: exactly it's, it's yeah, a but little i'm ashamed of it i'm bit. gonna oh.
3: i'm gonna i'm gonna slam a torpedo into that story because and be i hatter. i believe i believe it might be Hada. i believe i've be. told you this when we were reading scripts for writers on Dads, we were on the set of A Million Ways to Die in the West. Boy, all those great things together. There's your <laughs> Reese's Peanut Butter Cup. <laughs> That's like Gary oh, Busey in a horror <laughs> yeah. In New Jersey. <laughs> <laughs> so we're, Wellesley and I are big time on the set. We're reading scripts. On all of the scripts, because we asked for it this way, none of them had names mm. on them. None of the scripts had like, oh, this is from Maggie Mahler. This is from so-and-so. We didn't know who the scripts were from. And Wellesley and I both read your script in in our separate trailers. That was just the way it was. (laughs) And uh, we rushed to each other and (laughs) said we both loved this same script, which we then found out. Was yours. Oh, wow. So it's like you were not hired because it's like, well, her dad's there. Maybe her dad will stay longer if we hire her. First of all, your dad would have stayed there forever if the show (laughs) had kept going.
4: (laughs) don't know how how long he could make it but yeah
3: (laughs) he's still making it
4: i know yeah he's kicking
3: yeah we could be in season uh nine or ten right now
4: holy shit uh
3: anyway so that is how you got your your first writing job not through the mole name but through the the words in your script which were very funny um so tell tell because we talk about dads on here quite a bit Mm. What was your, give us some impressions of your experience on dad's (laughs) as a, as a first time writer. Like, what was that like for you?
4: It was the best. I mean, it's, it's the worst too, because it's like starting off with the, you know, Wagyu beef, like filet, uh, perfect steak. And then you never, you get to eat hot dogs the rest of your life. (laughs) You know, like (laughs) it was, it was the best job ever. And I did know it, but I also didn't know it, um, it was terrifying too. Like I didn't, I didn't know I'd always wanted to be a writer, but I had never pitched a joke before. And like the muscle of that performance didn't even exist in me. So, uh, but I feel like I was surrounded by people who were so good at it. uh, And that, if I did have an unfair advantage, that was more of the unfair advantage that I got to like hear how you guys pitch jokes and how your brains work. And I think now I just kind of like (laughs) reverberate that in every room I go into. Oh,
3: that's cool. That's very nice. And, and, and I have, gone through this before but goldie was an absolute stud in that room like just (laughs) goldie was just just drum solo after drum solo and also and maggie i'm sure you'll agree and he uh has been a guest on this show and and he's a good friend of all of ours having mike scully in that room it, it it was just such a blessing. Like, and I, I hate that word, blessing, by the way. I, I'm mad yeah. at myself for saying it. But it was like, it was so nice to have him in that room because A, he's so funny, which we all see all the time. But B, yeah. he just makes a room, everyone in the room feels comfortable when you're in a room with Mike Scully. And it doesn't matter if he's running the show or if he's there, you know, to to help out as he was on Dad's. Like he makes sure that everybody in the room feels seen, heard, appreciated, uh, made to know that th- that they can say whatever they want, whenever they want. And and I, I think as funny as Goldie was and Tom Gamble, you know, doing his constant bits, making everybody laugh. And uh, then you had the, you know, the hilarious sort of like cynical crew of like Viner and you know other in wellesley was and he
4: there i don't remember
3: <laughs>
5: <laughs> viner
3: the viner's uh, famous order of the shrimp and remember that there we, yes. we had a pa on that show who while photocopying lunch menus for us he had fucked up the photocopy and it only got like half of the stuff and viner was clearly annoyed and when he asked for lunch he said i'll have the shrimp and, <laughs> and oh just gosh. handed him the menu <laughs>
0: well i i was actually surprised to just hear you say like you had always wanted to be a because my impression of you when you came in was that hadn't you been to grad school or something like not trying to be a writer
4: i wanted to be a novelist and i feel like we we talked about this a little bit like i i always was like that's what i'm gonna do like to follow in my dad's comedic footsteps was not something i I actively didn't want to do that because there was no way i was gonna hit like you know the milestones that he hit so i wanted they
0: kind of what was their attitude about that? Like, you should do this. It's a great career and it's fun. Or was it like, don't do this. It sucks. It's constant disappointment.
4: I think it was more like, we have a daughter. <laughs> 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 oh,
0: God.
4: Yeah, I don't think they were so <laughs> invested in my um, in my plans. I mean, they were both like, you know, artists in the 70s. And they my parents met as musicians. And I don't think, I think... My dad ended up where he is kind of out of luck. And then once he got lucky, he worked really hard, you know, Um, which might be what I did, too. Um,
0: But sorry, so you're thinking about a novel.
4: Yeah. And I was at graduate school. I was at Cal Arts and it just I was also on Twitter and I just I liked Twitter more. And so I I wrote the script when I was at Cal Arts.
0: I love and, that. It's gonna write yeah. a novel, but I liked Twitter more.
4: <laughs> it's, honest. it's honestly so yes. emblematic of my work ethic. <laughs>
0: well,
3: yeah, I couldn't no, sit get it. down and. <laughs> I get it, but by the yeah. way, I bet one day when when you do sit down to write that novel, I bet it'll be great because you. Be. Uh, and this is something I wanted to talk about because Goldie is kind of this way I mean Goldie was in my office the other day uh noodling on his guitar and you just sound awesome like you've been playing a lot over the break it sounds great and Maggie you're the same way where you have many forms of art you know you you're a cartoonist you are you know so therefore you're an artist and you also write jokes you write poetry and you play the ukulele you play the accordion. So yeah. if you could do something in your dream world, like what would it be? Would you want to be like this successful television writer running a show? Or would you want to be known as like the New York Liana Fink, our, our mm. enemy from <laughs> The New Yorker?
4: Um, gosh, I was going to make a joke about have, have a relationship more that lasts longer <laughs> than three years. But um, <laughs> if I'm being earnest, let's see. Oh, I don't know. I think I just, I think, I think all of it. Um. You know, one thing is that I, I would love to like lean more towards drama writing. Like it's, I love yeah. comedy writing, but I think the show, I only watch dramas. Me too. Documentaries, drama. I mean, we talk about this all the time, but you yeah. know, um, Fargo, best show on TV, The Terror. Ugh. Like that's yeah. that's the direction I would love to go, and if I could do that, and then move to a goat farm and make a you know an illustrated book of feelings, <laughs> 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 yeah. that would be great too. I and, so, and you're yeah. having
3: trouble finding a fella <laughs> <laughs> with the goat farm and all
4: <laughs> feelings, you say? <laughs> Men love uh, those, <laughs> uh, uh,
3: but the, now the the reality is that. Especially having a show. Well, so we'll get into talking about Maggie a little bit now. So, this Maggie is on Hulu right now. It's doing very well and uh, getting very well reviewed. And so, you may have an opportunity to do something drama. Like you could even probably do that next. So, is that something where do you have ideas? Do you sit around and think of ideas for dramas? And are you. Don't take Kokomo. (laughs)
4: <laughs> do you know do you know what's so upsetting about kokomo is that my ultimate fantasy would be to do a show about the bermuda triangle
5: oh wow
4: um, tr- so it's weird that that actually came up and now wow. i feel like i feel like brent really fucked me <laughs> and now i uh, can't Brett, do it Brett. oh oh my stars so sorry <laughs> even better um yeah, I would love to. I would love to, but chances are it's going to be the novel versus Twitter thing but again. Have, have you
0: written a drama? <laughs> like, because I, I always when I think about writing a drama, I'm just like, so you just write these scenes
3: and they're not funny. Like, it just seems <laughs> so boring. I mean, yeah. if you, well, but by have the way, easy. It? Another word for boring is easy. Like, <laughs> I, feel I mean, like but it's easier. so
0: boring and almost as hard because you're like, this is a s- slog. Like, you go, yeah. I uh, know. No. I've lived here since November. <laughs> <laughs> well, I love. There the was stakes? a misunderstanding. <gasps> I love
3: the stakes of November. <laughs> oh, that's good. I mean, but do you? Have I mean, you,
0: like, I, I wonder, would that be challenging for you to not be funny in a way?
4: It would be challenging to make it good. I think, like, I, I romanticize it that. It is serious and you can be poetic with it. But I just finished watching um, Severance mm-hmm. yeah, and it was so good yeah. and intimidating that I was like, oh, what am I? Do- I I'm just going to go back and write some dick jokes. Like right. I, can't, I <laughs> can't do that. The amount of like puzzle, mental puzzle work that you have to do is so beyond what I know how to do. So I don't know.
3: But then, but then you think of a linear drama like a This Is Us or something where- yeah. You know, you're not really, you know, piecing together some complex puzzle. And then dramatic scenes, I feel, are quite easy compared to writing comedy where you're forced to, you know, write a funny joke to end each scene. Whereas and also there are opportunities for comedy in drama. You know, yeah. they're always and, and and it's rewarded. Like people love dramas that have a little bit of comedy in them. Mm-hmm. Um, even Law and Order, you know, they would always have like a little uh, Jerry Orbach joke to, yeah. to end the cold open. So I think that that could be something that realistically you could do moving forward. Like you could just start incorporating a little bit. No, of. No, they're going to make you keep doing your show. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you can't do it No way uh, and, and explain explain to people So it is called Maggie But that is a coincidence So just come clean about that Because I feel oh, like This is gosh. your man This is your man This titan- is moment. This moment. occupy The
0: worst The worst yeah. three minutes Of every meeting I think like <laughs>
1: Is it you? Is know, she is
4: like It really makes you feel like a monkey with a fez, just kind of like hitting a tambourine. <laughs> yes, I was Justin Adler, who I had worked with, Alec and I had both worked with him on Life and Pieces, um, called me one day and was like, I am developing a show. So he already had this um, idea and it was based on a short film about a psychic who sees herself in a vision that, you know, this is the guy she's going to marry someone she didn't like from the beginning. Um, So I thought that was a really intriguing premise. And I was like, I'll think about it. And, you know, I eventually was like, yes, I'll do it. And he was like, great. The title's Maggie. (laughs) So he was smart enough to not tell me that that was the title and Right. In that moment, I was like, oh, it's so early on. I'm sure we can change it. I came up with, you know, we had all of these other things. And they were just like, oh, but Maggie's such a sweet title.
0: Uh,
5: you're like, so, uh,
0: Gwen, uh, Wendy, uh, Lisa. any other name. Yeah, yeah.
4: It's honestly the only thing I wouldn't name a show. I think I would
3: name a show Miss, <laughs> Mrs.
4: Hitler before I
3: named it Maggie. <laughs> That's
4: a great line. <laughs> I, Matt, that's the only only one. And, you know, and wow. that's what was thrust into the me. That's the TV lap.
0: business in a nutshell. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's yeah. The one thing. One, cool one penny above where you wouldn't ever consider doing it, they give you.
5: <laughs> yes. And
0: then they've broken your will and all your convictions. And then a, a floodgate
3: of shit ensues and you will do anything. That's exactly
4: right. That is exactly right.
3: So, uh, and Maggie is doing very well. And I, and I had mentioned this to you the other day, but I'm going to say it again just so we can get your reaction right here on the podcast. Which is <laughs> going to be so exciting, which is that Ted Sarandos, who's like the head guy at Netflix, a competitor of Hulu, mm. loves Maggie. So, I mean, I think this is the time to talk to your agents, wake him up, mm. and then tell him let's, let's head <laughs> up, charge over to Netflix.
4: I do believe that the information was that Ted Sarandos and Ted Sarandos' wife loved Maggie. And then yeah, I responded, I her under <laughs> underscore, on his wife.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think
4: good, I, the response yeah. has been that a lot of men's wives like the show. Well, and I'm actually is, really happy about that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah.
0: I mean, I think it's it's something to be proud of. But I also think that, like... <laughs> Ted Sarandos might have heard the way that's conveyed is, why don't you have anything like this, Ted? All <laughs> that garbage you're doing, nothing like Maggie. Where he's like, <laughs> uh, fucking Maggie, ruining my life.
3: No, that is
4: very, very exciting news and yeah. um, not something I will let go of easily. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm <laughs> I, serious. Yeah, I'm going to be Bring eating it up on my agents. deathbed. Yeah. Did yeah. you hear?
3: <laughs> like, Ted once liked
4: my show. <laughs> uh,
3: uh, so now I don't know, do you have any news yet as to a season two or anything like that?
4: No news yet.
3: Um, Are you expecting it in a certain time frame I think or?
4: very soon. I think okay. very soon. And, you know, we get data points thrown at us and it's all very confusing and I, I'm I don't know if it means anything or if, you know, someone's wife liking the show is what matters more. I have no idea. So this is my. Yeah, Yeah. this is my first time, like through the ringer. And at every stage, I feel like I'm pummeled with (laughs) with fists.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Okay. picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.
0: Can we yeah. go back to the pilot for a second? So, sure. Because you know, we yeah. talked a bunch about pilot riding on here. So... You had this short film. Um, how much of the short film is in the script or the show? And was it something that you, you really, like, you know, mind for a lot? Or was it just like, okay, the name Maggie and a psychic who has these visions <laughs> kind of about herself?
4: Um, well, what the short film, like, did very well was this premise moment, this kind of, you know, big act one break of a psychic giving a reading to a guy she's met at a party and she sees a flurry of images and she then sees herself in the last one. And that is taken directly from the short film. I mean, that's kind of the selling point for the show. Um, but beyond act one, you know, we had to invent a world. So because um, what
0: I thought was it was probably the most clever, they're moving in together pilot I've ever seen. Uh, like it, it, what it was is to me, it was something that a way to something that you're always trying to find a way into, like, how do these people, like, why would these people, like, live together?
1: Yeah, um, yes.
0: And it's like, when that happened, it was like, oh, wow, yeah, well, now they're in the same place, and uh, yeah. you can yeah. you can go and run and do all your stuff. I mean, was that sort of, like, the marching orders at all is... How we no, get these characters and, in or was it, it just <laughs> like how did the story develop with you and Justin and
4: Um Well that's I that's the best compliment because most people, you know, that is the work that we did mostly was kind of like, okay, you have a five minute short film, how do you make that thirty minutes? And how do you then make that thirteen episodes? And how do you then make that, you know, however many seasons? So turning it into how do we get these two strangers together in a place where they are you know like we imagine that their fate is entwined at this point so that seemed the simplest answer but it definitely the development process was 2 years long it's oh, been a, a a long
3: road <laughs>
5: wow yeah. Well, yeah. It's,
3: i'm amazed that the short film was only 5 minutes so that you, then you really had to generate like most of everything like yeah. you yeah,
4: I feel like I'm going to get in trouble if it was anything other than five minutes. So I'll leave room to say it might have been six or seven minutes. Nobody's listening.
3: (laughs) It's okay.
0: (laughs) Are are you quietly jealous of the short film creator who then just gets paid and doesn't have to do anything?
4: No, he's very involved. Um, Oh, oh, there you go. Yeah, he's very involved in our writer's room. um, So we put him to work.
0: Quick story. I was once pitched to like work on this thing and it was like a cartoon about Elvis being in the in the CIA with like Richard Nixon and I was like I don't know I just like my mom cared about Elvis and I'm old you know what I, mean? right. I, <laughs> yeah. I don't it's like my mom want right. to see that and then the the final selling point was And Priscilla wants to be really involved. (laughs) It's like, so 80 year old woman that Elvis Mm. dated at 14 is going to be in the room, like (laughs) pitching about Elvis and the CIA. And I'm going to have to go, like, be really Uh, solicitous and respectful. Like, no.
3: (laughs)
4: That, That is so wise. I feel like the resounding lesson of this development process is that at the beginning they like to tell you it's yours this is yours take it this is your show this is your voice and then by the end of it it's like that you know movie Werner Herzog made about all the guys carrying a ship over a mountain it's like nothing (laughs) belongs to anyone in the end it's it gets everyone's hands are on that boat and For better or worse, Uh, I think that
3: I think that was a Gire Wrath of God. Was that right?
4: Oh, was it? It was (laughs) Fitzcarraldo, though. Right? Was the documentary? One might say about the carrying the, of the boat. <laughs>
3: now you, now you've lost me.
4: Nice. I just remember
3: <laughs> Klaus Kinski was in it, and he has yes. very interesting eyes.
4: Oh. That you would actually love this documentary about the making of that movie. I believe I
3: would. Uh, we yeah. had to sit through it in our uh, film appreciation class in college. Mm. I remember it was very enjoyable. Did he fail because you were unable to appreciate it? (laughs) I know, somehow. I I can't appreciate this. I (laughs) appreciate it, I promise. I can't. (laughs) All you have to do is say you do. I won't do that. I know. No, I failed for a complete lack of attendance for being stoned (laughs) all the time. Um, Actually, I never failed at Con because we had an honor system exam so you could just take them home. All oh, right, wow. everybody, don't turn me in now. <laughs> um, but Maggie, I wanted to talk, so from dads, obviously, you, you know, that was, and I agree with you, that room was, was just so fun and awesome. And then you came over to Family Guy. And now this, this might be interesting to our listeners, because I feel like at Family Guy, you, because it was your second job, you're more comfortable. Third. You, third.
4: Thank third you, job. Sorry, what
3: was in between? <laughs>
4: Life in Pieces. The one you worked at her with.
3: (laughs) Oh, right. I forgot. Sorry. I thought you were a Family Guy before that. Mm -hmm. Uh, Okay. So you came to Family Guy after Life in Pieces, which was a, a fun place to work. And at Family Guy, you just started cranking out these awesome first drafts. And I think that even by your own assessment, you would say you really improved in terms mm. of, of that skill. Like what did you notice different about yourself? Were you just more used to writing or was it somehow the family guy uh, template that was more comfortable for you? What 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 played into your your immense growth there?
4: I I think yes, I think I uh, sorry to say this, I grew up watching the show. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> so it was very much like the the sound of it, you know, was in my head the way that like a song might be. So I I think the the intonation and the way the characters talk that was already like inherent to me, and I oh, loved it. Um, yeah, because I think there's been some writers there sometimes where it's like, have you watched the show? Do you know that they don't, you right. know? Yeah, um, but. Gosh, I just uh I family guy was my Graceland. I mean, I think of that as like the best time of my life. I was very thin and young, so there's that element, <laughs> but also it just I don't know, it just made sense. Like the way you guys write, the hours you guys write.
5: <laughs> the <laughs> other
4: writers, like every, every element um felt natural and Everyone was right. so nice. I, I don't know. I think it's a scary room in terms of its talent, but everyone there is an interesting, brilliant person. Oh, so. yeah. nice.
3: And you, and you got, you and made I friends. And I dated
4: all of them. No. All <laughs> ah, right. Settle
3: down. At um, soldier. Yes, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't all. All is. Uh, and, and you made friends with Tom right away, which is an important thing. Yeah, for Tom Divani. I do. Uh, oh, cool! Because he was—he's the uh, sort of the town bully he, in a way. Friends with
4: the bully. I learned yeah, so that you just, from you.
3: That's <laughs> right. That's my one life a, lesson. A,
0: a little pouch of bar nuts, and you would <laughs> slip <laughs> slip him one, and you know, just say good, and <laughs> good joke, um, and um, Well, I—well, I'm—I'm curious now. Are—are are you running this room on Maggie? Or are you—are you co-running? Or are you on set? What are you doing? What's your job?
4: I'm, it's a very unusual, like the season's over, but while we were there, uh, you know, I was, I, I'm not the showrunner. Uh, Justin was the showrunner and I was a co-creator. And that was best explained to me by someone who said, oh, so it's yours, but it's his. And that <laughs> yeah. seems to be the simplest explanation. Like It Every day I showed up and wasn't quite sure where I belonged in the order of things. Like, Mm. I definitely wasn't in charge, but at times they needed my voice, but at other times they didn't. And it was unsteady, um, which I, I think being the number two position is the worst position in the world. Like... Anything else seems fun to me, but um, number two is hard.
3: (laughs) uh, I'll tell you that every morning.
4: (laughs) I was going to say, especially after pita chips.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I think you're having an anomalous experience because I think normally people say the pressure of the showrunner who's like out of their minds and, you know, just (laughs) getting fragged on a moment to moment basis, like... That's the worst. The number two makes almost as much, but doesn't mm. have to bear the responsibility. But I guess when your name is on the show, even though we established that's it's not the hard you, part, yeah, yeah, that it's it's. I, I guess I think the number two position is better because I've had the number one position twice, and no, yeah. it's not for me. But I think <laughs> had I gone through two years of development and then had the number two position. I would be frustrated. Well, also yeah.
3: let's let's imagine a world, Goldie, where you and I work on a show that people really like. <laughs> you know, I mean, or or I mean, I know people have liked you both of your shows, but I'm saying uh, that that all of a sudden, you know, people are excited about it in a way that we I feel like never really got. So, I heard that, Ted Sarandos' wife hated making history. <laughs> <laughs> what was that? <laughs> But yeah, so that has to be an interesting experience. And we worked as as we mentioned, we worked with Justin before he cre- created, I believe, and ran certainly uh, Life in Pieces, which was on CBS for four seasons, four glorious I think seasons. Four, yeah, yeah. I, and and I was on that show for one season. And Maggie, were you there two seasons?
4: I was there three, and then I went okay. to Family Guy. Yeah,
3: right. Okay, hmm. yeah. And so I remember on my one season, I really put my uh, my stamp on the show, my my work ethic, when I coined the phrase, stead it and forget it. <laughs> <laughs> and they, they wrote it on a sign over the door, <laughs> attributing it to me, because I would just say, leave it alone, let's move on.
4: That got us out of so many late nights, and it was so <laughs> wonderful. Yeah, <laughs>
0: so, Did you yeah. guys work late on Maggie?
4: Uh, No, not too bad. Not too bad. Yeah, so... Uh, To your question, like, sometimes I would run the room, but it it was never ultimately my decision to do things. And I probably, if I ever got to have the number one position, would then, you know, say, no, that that's actually the worst position.
3: Right. (laughs) Right. Whatever it is. Yeah.
4: Whatever I am, it's the worst. So um, maybe I should be a, I don't know, a ceramicist. Yeah. (laughs) When it when it comes to this this
1: pending second season, how does it work for shows that are in this holding pattern? Do you have your storylines sort of set up or do you just sort of wait and see if you get picked up and then you guys start going? Yeah,
4: in this instance, we're just waiting. Um, it's different. I've never we were a network show until the last day of shooting and they called us and said, Oh now you're a streaming show. So, um, that was really unique and I have no, I've never worked in streaming, so I think it's a totally different, uh, beast. Right. Okay. Yeah. Interesting.
3: Interesting. I'm sorry. The dogs are on my end, (laughs) but I I apologize for that. that. They're just (laughs) like a Disney movie all of a sudden here. (laughs) I think, uh, my, my roommate Renata here is arriving home. So Ah. the dogs are quite excited. Um, but yeah, Maggie, uh, I have a, I have a good feeling or I hope it's a good feeling that yeah. uh, you're going to get a season two, which is as Goldie and I will tell you all day, every day. That's a huge accomplishment to get a second season of yeah. something is oh, like, yeah, yeah we've, it's impossible. Yeah, it's not possible. So you, Maybe it I, won't happen. I don't happen. think anyone's ever done it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no one I know has.
0: Uh, well, did you, when, when you did this season, how did you go about breaking the stories? Was it something that like, you took command of and, and said, like, hey, in the pitching, I, you know, I want this character to go wind up here. And with that, or was it or was that just done after the pilot? Because, I mean, with two years of development, I imagine there was some time to ponder. There
4: was. You know, I I feel like I blacked out around the second episode and then <laughs> woke up at the end of the season. Like, <laughs> I, I'd never been in a position of that much stress before, and I don't handle it well. Um, yeah. And like it's kind of what you were saying earlier about the way everyone's brains are operating right now. They're just not where they're supposed to be. Yeah, um right. so the whole process felt a little schizophrenic, especially being whipped between ABC and Hulu. But um we tried because because of the nature of the show where you have this like futuristic element, it was mm-hmm. kind of important to our things out for the whole season and at least know where we were going but we we had a lot of episodes that we moved around and you know a lot got changed in editing so I'd say we were like writing like people can't see me doing finger quotes but <laughs> yeah. writing up until the end even with our editing oh
0: that's yeah cool. Did you do like research on psychics at all and go? To, or <laughs> did, is it something that you care about or believe in to any extent
4: You know what? I kind of do. It depends. I've met people where I'm like, holy shit. I like, you know, I I like your methods here. And it's, you know, there's this one woman who like meditates on your name. And then when you go to see her, she kind of speaks out images at you. So she'll be like, I see a mountain and you're climbing the mountain and you're at the top and you don't like the top and you go down and you, you know, you want to find another way up or you might not show she's using these metaphors, which is kind of cool yeah it's like having a dream but someone else is having it for you um right and then i've met people who just don't know what they're doing um but I right. feel like my brain is split down the middle between Alec and tall. Like, <laughs> right. I, have, I have a person in me who wants to make satchels, you know, right. on the full moon. <laughs> yeah. And then you're I the, have you're, a cynic. You're the, <laughs> yeah.
3: you're the laziest taskmaster in the world. <laughs> That's absolutely true. I'm a
4: sheep in wolf's clothing. Yeah.
3: <laughs> well, I, again, I think it's going to get picked up for season two. And you'll have to promise us you'll be back.
5: <laughs> to talk yeah. about
3: to dish on season oh, two. Oh, yeah.
5: Yes. Oh, yeah. Dish,
3: dish, dish. All right. Well, Maggie, it's always such a pleasure to talk to you. And yeah. I hope you're going to be part of uh, our top five. Yes. Yes. Oh, yes. Yeah. Oh, excellent. Excellent. is a
4: great topic. That was
3: JC's. So, yeah. uh, you know what? Let's go ahead. Let's get into it. Let's get into top five. Top five. <laughs> That's um, a singing Maggie. That's oh, a singing. I
4: had no idea. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <Or> was it? <laughs> um, wait, wait, it? Now, JC, will you tell the folks, remind yes. the folks what we got today?
1: It is top five HBO shows of all time.
3: Oh, a lot to oh. choose from. Before we go in, <laughs> one last question about Maggie,
0: because oh, there's yes. a pug on the show. Is that your dog?
4: No, no. There's two pugs there, and I put them on just knowing that I would need that on set. Specifically, they're the best. Their names are Theo and Molly. Awesome. They're amazing. Aww. Yeah.
0: Gee,
3: we, we, we all have pugs. We all have see. pugs. I know. Yeah. yeah. Pug shout <laughs> out, out. Pug Nation, Pug Nation yeah. LA. Yeah, good company. Um, all right, so Maggie, as the guest, would you like to go first with your uh, HBO shows?
4: Sure. I mean, I know that there's one show that will probably all. This is a tricky, like, overlapping situation. Oh, always. So, yeah. All, yeah. We
3: always that. We always yes. do that. Yeah.
4: Yeah. Um, but I, I, there are a few on here you guys might not like. So I started in at number five, Real Sex. Oh, uh, one of yeah. my favorite shows as a child. Uh, <laughs> as a child, I love it. Yes, that. why I now date the men I date, probably.
0: I think my wife's on an episode of that.
4: I vaguely what? remembered that. Yeah.
0: What Steph is? She's in the back of a cab talking about something.
3: I don't know. Yeah. Oh my god! That's, awesome. that's hilarious.
4: <laughs> um, and one of my favorite Family Guy bits that I got. I think. I think we ended up animating the it. Soup. Was
5: the
3: soup? Yeah. Yeah. eating
4: soup on the den floor or something. <laughs> <laughs>
5: yeah,
3: that was great. Yeah. Oh, wait, I remember that.
4: Um, and so number four, Getting On,
3: which is oh, a yeah.
4: frigging hilarious show, show with uh, Alex Borstein and Laurie Metcalf oh. and Niecy Nash. Yeah, about that, yes. the nicest. The nices. Yeah. yeah. It's so good. It I think starts off with a that. turd. Like <laughs> there's just a lone turd and no one knows what to do with it. Awesome. They use the word turd. <laughs> um but it's so funny, and I I wish I wish everyone to watch it. Um, okay. and I put The Sopranos at number three. Okay, yeah. Ooh, I feel insane. like
3: controversy,
4: controversial, <laughs> great show feels safe at number three because yeah. you okay. know. All right. Number two, Boardwalk Empire. <laughs> Ooh, nice.
3: Oh, nice. That's weirdos.
4: controversial.
3: The weirdos. That's controversial <laughs> I that, over I The, like the that Sopranos. Had the great
0: first two seasons, and then I. I remember it getting kind of like, eh, Yeah. I don't know. It's,
4: I watched it during the pandemic and the drinks just all looked so good. Yeah. <laughs> <that> <laughs> I uh, I think that might've been part of it. Um, yeah. But it's so beautiful. And like, I, that's, you know, that's my aesthetic if, if I, if I yeah. can make it my aesthetic. Um, yeah. And number one, yes. one of my favorite shows of all time, The Leftovers. I love The Leftovers. That was almost on my list. It was so good.
1: I love that. I know. The
3: Leftovers have been pushed on me very hard. And I started watching episode one and I was like, Mm. I like this. Yeah. I kind of have to keep it going.
4: You yep. have to get past the Christianity element and also the, I think in the very first episode, you see the outline of Justin throws yes. penis in his it's pants. Not the first episode. Once you get past <laughs> that.
3: I missed it somehow. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
4: so did he. Um.
3: <laughs> that was their Starbucks cup. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it might have been intentional. Um all right, I'll I'll just throw mine out because okay, so my your number five was real sex. I guess this is my equivalent. My number five is hard knocks.
5: Oh, which right. is, oh shit. That, know,
3: that that's like when a draft pick drops
0: and I'm just looking at all these other shows that are now not gonna be drafted.
5: <laughs> <laughs> wow. like
0: if that if hard knocks made it in to five, then <laughs> There's a lot to be left out.
3: I, I'm le- there are a lot of things to leave out here. And yes. and Maggie left some out, and I'm gonna leave some out too. So number four for me uh is Deadwood. Yes, Loved I it. knew you'd have that on there. I, I just I can't speak highly enough about it. It's like Shakespeare, it's so enjoyable. Uh number three for me is Larry Sanders.
5: Yes. And Maggie,
3: <laughs> I don't I don't know how that didn't make your list. Yeah. <laughs> Um a little bit upset about that. Now I kinda I kinda take back my season two guarantee now for that. But if yeah anyone out there listening has not yet seen Larry Sanders, it's you have to watch that show. Number two, same vein, tough to choose between them, curb, curb your enthusiasm. Mm -hmm. Love it. Mm And number one, I had to, yeah, I was, yes. I was going to say like, if everyone didn't have the Sopranos, I was going to be upset. It's an obvious mm-hmm. choice, but I mm-hmm. just love it so much. I'm, I, I was rewatching it. I got to the end and instantly started rewatching it again.
1: Wow. It's your comfort yeah. zone. Yeah. Yep. You love that. Yep. It's like I'm your b- new Columbo.
3: Yeah. Or law and order. <laughs> <Well>. Exactly. <laughs> All right, go ahead. Yeah, Who's goal, do next? Do you want
1: to go or should I go?
0: Mine's so boring. I think I should go. Okay, cool, go, go, go. Because it's it's just all like it's all chalk. It's same, same. Five again. Succession. Yeah, mm-hmm. that was tough. Four to Game on. of Thrones. Mm. Three yeah. The Wire, Three. which I know you haven't seen. Mm. The Wire. I haven't seen it either. I have, I so like I you can't. But like that that might be number one. But for you to even. Propose an HBO topic, not having watched the wire. I know, is I know. irresponsible. I know. Sorry, sorry, sorry.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I didn't know what to what to propose.
0: <laughs> and then we're in the same boat. Number two is Curb Your Enthusiasm, and number one is a Sopranos. It's straight chalk, mm. man. Okay. I, chalk. I love you know like Silicon Valley. I love Larry yeah. Sanders. And, yeah. but,
1: yes. Okay. Yep. So uh, my number five is Band of Brothers. Ooh, oh, that could have been higher, really, to be honest. Good. I love that. It's an incredible. Good. Incredible. My number four. Okay, I watched the Larry Sanders show because of you guys when we first started the podcast. I had seen it. And so I went, I'm going to watch this show. It is my number four. Um, awesome. Num- yeah. That's great. <laughs> number three is Curb. Yes.
3: Yep. Uh,
1: number two, The Sopranos.
3: Oh, no. <laughs> what? What? For what? me,
1: something my, wicked, my, in the city, please. Something no. wicked. This way comes. No, no. Come back. My Noyles. number one is Six Feet Under. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Uh, yes, that is for me. My number one. Yeah.
0: There, the one thing I I always say from that show, I I say it every time I I eat an apple is. Um, the the guy who um he's in a lot of HBO shows his name david cromwell or something the actor who played he married the mom oh oh, oh james cromwell james cromwell thank mm-hmm. you so there's a se- yeah so james cromwell there's a scene in 6 feet under i i say this so much he's oh, eating a, an apple he's cutting slices with a knife yes and he's having cheese and he goes apples and cheese and it all tastes better when you cut it with your grandfather's pocket knife.
2: <laughs> <laughs> just so, it's just such a funny moment
0: of just of an of the particular way an old person bores you with something that doesn't need to be said out loud, and says really? something. That isn't a lesson, as though it's a lesson. Like, yeah, I don't really like apples. Apples and cheese is a little weird, but I've done it. And then the, the element of doing it with your grandfather's pocket knife is totally unnecessary and adds nothing. But and you taught me nothing. You've just grandstanded, and I love that moment.
1: <laughs> yeah, a, I, uh, I love that. That's show. a good list. Justin Thoreau in that in that one too.
3: <laughs> I love that Six Feet <laughs> Under starred P- Peter Krause. You yes. have to say you have to say, say that like uh, at the you? end. Carl's Peter Krause. Not. Krause. I found that Ooh. kind of annoying. <laughs> I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah. Peter Krause. Well, that's a,
0: it's a good it's a good segue into my topic for next week. What is it? Ooh. Because that's a Los Angeles show. And because I think last week we kind of slagged Los Angeles. Top five things to do in Los Angeles. Oh. Oh. It can be places Jesus. to eat, places to go. Like, it can be restaurants. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Only it can lived be here. <laughs> tourist attractions. Okay. Any activities. Okay. Top five struggle. things to
3: do in Los Angeles. Yeah, I All haven't right. lived here That's that good. long, but I—I I mean, I'll challenging, have my own. Yes. challenging. I like that. All right, well, like you know it. what? I think it's time to end the show, like we do every week, on a high note.
5: <laughs>
3: <laughs> Tom and Max, thank you very much for that high note. Yes. Um, I'm going to get us started today. I'm going to say that my high note is Maggie Maul being here, being very patient with us as we went through technical difficulties. Do we have a sound cue about technical difficulties? Uh, Probably not. Technical difficulties.
5: Please stand
3: by. I love that. That's JC's voice. She made that whole thing. It's very Star Wars. I love it. Um, but Maggie, no, it's awesome to have you here. And I think that, you know, when we started this podcast I think we envisioned talking to people like you people yes. who are our friends who are successful and very funny writers and who are just interesting to talk to so yeah thank you for being here with us today I appreciate yes. it let me, let me add to this yeah because we met Maggie
0: her first day as a professional writer right that's
3: right so Aww. here student has become
0: the teacher <laughs> Yeah, I, I, it's, it's enormously gratifying to see someone so funny and so nice and so great get ahead to sur- to surpass you see the first day in the room and then they surpass you and it, it's even better when you when you think to yourself I don't think I've ever fucked up around her I think I've been very nice
5: <laughs> this is good for me <laughs>
0: right <laughs> well said, and then I, well will said. Add,
1: I thought it was awesome to I have, have be-
0: introduce me to Ted Sarandos wife I think that. <laughs> <laughs> I think I've heard it.
1: <laughs> um, also, having you join for the Johnny jokes, wow, yes. that, was, that yeah. was a highlight. That and, was awesome. Uh, thank you so much for doing that. That's it was, <laughs> they were great too. They
3: were great. Well, you can't. the The first one should have been the closer. I yeah. think was our moral because that was yeah huge. that our, was a it, Titanic like home us, run. Our
0: first yeah. one should have been our last one. Yeah, exactly. No, I mean, everyone everyone. In the first podcast. Oh right.
3: <laughs> uh, God damn it. Um, yeah, I don't it,
4: know how you guys do that every week. That is very, very impressive. Hard. It
3: really yeah, is. Yeah, it, it it it's a grind, but it it is satisfying. We we've sort of complained about it enough on the show that people know how we feel, but it is also very fun to, to actually deliver them. Oh. oh, and JC, let me just tag up, piggyback on this high note is uh, Stu's song and our new theme song. Yes, I mean it's great. Sound the Alarm, Stu Brooks, and and don't don't suffer any imitators. There were a few songs called Sound the Alarm, I noticed. Yes. Look for Stu Brooks. It's a great, great (laughs) song. Oh, that's so nice. That's so nice of you. Yeah, and before we go, we have to mention that next week, we have a great guest coming as well, and it is Mr. Jay Kogan of The Simpsons. He'll give us the real scoop on The Simpsons. He wrote us a very agitated email that Tom and Max should not be telling stories about the Simpsons. That he needs to tell stories about yeah. the Simpsons. So mm. we will have him here next week. He's a day uh, oneer. He's a day oneer at the yeah. Simpsons. So yeah. excited to talk to him, Maggie. Again, thrilling thank to talk you. to you. Thank you two, uh, JC and Goldie, for being awesome. Thank and you thank know. you all for listening. We will talk to you next week.
5: Next week, no, Never. no. Never. 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 No, <laughs> that was
2: fun. And, it right now.
5: and, I, think and I
3: think it's, think it's, it's fucking awesome. awesome.